Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave presented by Brodo Fantasy. This is where we take a look at all 32 teams in the NFL during the month of August. Before we begin, patreon.com slash Fantasy is the website if you want to support the show. Some extras you can get on Patreon. You get an extra waiver wire show every single week. Access to the Brodo Leagues. Does your league suck? Well, this definitely will not. You will be in a league with other Brodo community members. You get access to the Discord so you can talk your stuff with them. Also, there's a tier where we will follow you on Twitter so you can DM us so the rest of your league can't see the advice we're giving you. Please visit BrotoFantasy.com. That is a one-stop shop for everything Brodo Fantasy. It features our exclusive stat, true throw value and true target value, plus rankings from fantasy pro experts Michael, Jason, and Tim Petrop. Waiver wires, start sit advice, everything you need is at BrotoFantasy.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for up-to-the-minute TD updates on game day and up-to-the-minute start sit decisions. And, of course, YouTube.com slash BrotoFantasy to see our lovely faces. So without any further ado, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, here are my brothers, Michael and Jason. That was that wasn't smooth at all. Not at all. Um, today we're you gonna be never talking. do that. I just felt a touch on my shoulder. If you look at the video on YouTube. Tim is just staring at Michael. I mean, just pointing at him for like Fact. four seconds. I'm your host, Tim Petrop. Thank you for, for joining us today. Patriots are on the docket. Uh, first, the we're gonna go. What? First, we're gonna go for the offensive outlook. That is the coach. Uh, and the system that they will be running. Uh, the offensive outlook has been the same for the Patriots for a long time. Offensive head coach, Bill Belichick. Offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniel. The only thing predictable about this offense is that it will be unpredictable. So let's try and start predicting it. Uh, we're going to start with the quarterback position. The GOAT, Tom Brady. The question, as it is this year, as it has been every single year for the past, like I feel like, five years... Does Father Time finally beat Tom Brady? In the sense of fantasy, last year, QB2, uh, uh, QB15 overall, so not great for fantasy. Jason, what's your outlook on Tom Brady in terms of fantasy? I would say Tom Brady is no longer a quarterback one. Just like last season, I'm pretty sure I was saying the same thing. It's The Patriots are a run-first team now, believe it or not. That Patriots offense is one that has evolved. Tom Brady's not who he used to be, obviously. He's in his 40s, but if you want him as QB2, fine. But you're going to get those games where he puts up eight points and the Patriots score 45. Listen, guys. You're like, how is this possible? He's never been great. We're Jets fans. What? He's never been great <laughs> fantasy-wise. Excuse me. That's not true. He was a perennial QB1 for a while. But look, yes, Brady is no longer a QB1, but I think that Brady's not great anymore. Hype train is going a little crazy. For fantasy? Just in general. Yeah, but for because fantasy, it, it makes sense. I mean, QB 15 last year. In the last couple of years, he's finished. Yes, he's finished the QB 1, like you said, but he's finished 8th, 11th. But people, the Patriots do what they need to do to win, right? So Brady, people are saying his yards uh, per attempt are down, his air yards per attempt are down. He's just not throwing it downfield as much. But last year's yards per attempt and air yards per attempt were 7.6 and 7.5. Hmm. Good. Which were his career marks. Yeah, still good. His average career marks. Literally his average career marks. When he went in 2014, 33 touchdowns, 9 intos, 
7.1 yards attempt and 7.5 air yards attempt, less than they were this year. So it's not like his he's just diminishing greatly out of nowhere. It's just he had to throw to James White more than ever before because they didn't have the weapons. Do they do now? No, I'm just saying, but it's not like he's... It's not. Don't not draft Tom Brady because you think he doesn't have skill anymore. Don't draft him because the Patriots just aren't the powerhouse offensive passing game that they once were. He's still a decent QB too. Fine. No, I, mean, I don't get the argument. He's trying I, to. Personally, I'm staying away from Tom Brady because of his name. You're going to have to draft him as a quarterback one, and I, he's just not a lock and loaded quarterback one. I'd rather take the shot on like Mitch Trubisky, Sam Darnold, a guy like that with a higher ceiling. So let's go from quarterback to wide receiver. Let's start with the guy that we only really have a clue about, and that's Julian Edelman. Um, there's positives and negatives. The negatives, only played two full seasons uh, in his entire career, missed the entire 2017 season, missing a couple of games last year. He, he missed one game at last year, even after the suspension for PEDs. So the negatives are there. But... He's clearly Tom Brady's go-to guy. Yep. Super Bowl MVP. Wide receiver two or better in 10 of the 12 games he played last season. He's the only sure thing in this roster that you know is going to get targets every single week. Jason, what's your outlook on Julian Edelman? It's tough, man. It's really just the injuries that scare you away. Because if, if someone you were to tell you it. Julian Edelman will be healthy for 16 games, he'd probably be wide receiver eight. Yep. And who he's else, going in the third round. Who else do the round? Patriots have? Because the Patriots have always run a spread the ball with reliability offense. Like, you know there's people who are reliable. Now, their spread-the-ball offense sans any type of reliability except for Edelman and White, probably. Even even back then, even back in the day, though, you had guys like Wes Welker and Danny Amendola when Julian Edelman missed. Like, this, this role has been really cemented as a solid role for the last 10 years for the Patriots. And no, it's the only one. I was saying it as a positive. Edelman's really the only reliable person out yeah. there right now except for James yeah. White. He's going to get – he might lead the league in targets if he's fully healthy. So he's a – I'd say he's a fourth-round pick with potential to deliver. Yeah, I mean, he was on pace for 150 targets last year as well. So it's not like – I know he's up there in age. I know he's missing some games here and there injury-wise. But everything, all the cards are lined up for him to be super consistently solid for your fantasy team. Um, He's going to be as consistent as they come. So let's go to the other wide receivers. It's kind of a jumble. Let's start, before we get into the jumble, let's start with Nikhil Harry. Because according to uh, Ryan McDowell, who's a Twitter follow, he's the highest Patriot being drafted according to a, ADP. Across. He was on the real, recognized real. Uh, on Dynasty Startups. Yeah, he's dy- being, on he's Dynasty going startups, earlier than Sony Michelle. Which is interesting that he's going earlier than Sony Michelle. Uh, rookie wide receivers traditionally do nothing until about week six to eight. That's when they start coming alive. But... He seems to be positioned as the number one wide receiver on the outside right now, and the Patriots don't spend first-round picks on guys they're not going to use. So is Nikhil Harry a guy that could break the mold of rookie wide receivers? I suppose this is a hot take, but I don't think that there's going to be a reliable second receiver on the Patriots all season. Hmm. Uh, Nikhil it was Harry, like that last season, basically, Nikhil once Josh Harry, Gordon look, left. I, I could be crazy. He was He's very good. He's good at almost everything. Right? He's a good catcher, good route runner. I don't see the greatness anywhere. It's he. A lot of guys are, are are comparing him to Anquan Bolden, where if he is great, his greatness will just be from his grit and his toughness. It makes sense, but as a rookie, it's probably not going to be there right away. Right, right. So I think him, DT. Come on, he he's hey DT right here shaking his little bobblehead. He's past his prime. Not in the Broncos jersey anymore. 
You look at Philip Dorsett, Mo Harris, Inman. They're just such a smorgasbord of receivers that I think they're going to spread the ball. Josh Gordon, if he randomly decides he's going to play. Josh again. Gordon's the only person I think will have relevancy if uh, he comes back. Uh, just just saying this, you know Jason's a hipster because he said instead of saying smorgasbord, he said smorgasburg. <laughs> which is like a festival in, in Williamsburg. Um, Michael, For food you really such. love Nikhil Harry coming into the I'm a the huge draft. Nikhil Harry yeah. guy. Uh, he actually led all college wide receivers, according to PFF, in explosive plays the last two seasons. So it's not like he's just this guy who's Maybe he's, he's not like a, he's better than Anquan Bolden. Like, well, n- shout Anquan, out to Anquan Bolden. Yeah. Anquan Bolden was real. Hey, yo, that's a yeah, borderline no disrespect Hall of to Anquan Bolden. But I'm saying he, if anyone's gonna break the mold. I feel like it would be Nikhil Harry, especially of all the rookie wide receivers this year. He, I think, has the highest ceiling and probably even the highest floor. But it's very hard to break out of camp as a trustworthy part of the offense with Brady and Belichick. Here's why I think that Nikhil Harry could break a rookie mold. Because the rest of the Pats wide receivers... Uh, we talked about Demarius Thomas, who's on the sixth, who's on the pup, and will probably miss the first six weeks coming off an Achilles injury at 31 years old. Dontrell Inman, who, although I like his skill, is has been a journeyman. Maurice Harris, who had a pretty good year with the Redskins, they could probably maybe do something with him. Philip Dorsett, who has, has his chances. Jacoby Myers, who used to be a quarterback. Damon Patterson, Ryan Davis, Braxton Berrios. These are the guys that you're talking about um, taking over these roles. Um, I mean, that really opens up a lane for Nikhil Harry. Yeah, and I don't hate Nikhil Harry's ADP either. He's going outside the top 40 receivers right now, which if you want to take a shot that late, I'm cool with it. Like, I could see him being this year's Michael Thomas, how Michael Thomas, his rookie season, was like he wasn't this. No one in the fantasy world was like, go get Michael Thomas. He's going to be a stud. Kevin Merciless was. Shout out to Kevin Merciless. I I was all over the Brandon Coleman train. I was like, 6'5"? He runs a 4'6"? You kidding me? 4'5"? It was like, yes, he could be something, but it's tough as a rookie, you know, to break that mold. And Michael Thomas ended up being awesome as a rookie. I could see Nikhil Harry doing that. I could also see Nikhil Harry... 11-37-9 as a rookie for Thomas. Yeah, which is amazing. So I could see Nikhil Harry... If anyone's going to be rookie Michael Thomas, it's Nikhil Harry. Do I expect it to happen? No. Can it happen? Yes. It's going to be tough, though, because the Patriots still have James White to pass the ball to, still have... Uh, Julian Edelman to pass the ball too. They're going to be running the ball a lot too, so it's it's going to be tough. But at his ADP, I'm cool with taking a shot on him. So let's talk about that those running backs as we switch over into the running back mode. Let's talk about James White. In my opinion, James White is one of the best bets that you could have in terms of uh, a, a Patriots player in general. Patriots targeted the running back more than any other team last season, something that I thought was surprising. James White got 70% of those targets. He had seven running back one finishes and only had four weeks the whole season outside of RB2, so he never really shit your team. He was the most consistent Patriot there is, and I think he's being criminally underdrafted yet again. Another one. See, this is this James White is one of the times where I agree with the consensus fade in the fantasy industry right now. Not because I don't like James White as a player, but because of the huge drop-off in production once Michelle and Burkhead came back last season. Instead of the RB1 that you were getting the first half of the year, you were getting a flex play instead. Or even worse, you were getting a guy who you were putting in your RB2 role, getting you like six, seven points, which obviously you don't want to happen. He actually only caught... There were three games in the final six weeks where he had two or less catches with 15 or less yards. 
which is not James White, especially first half James White from last season with all the injuries to the running backs. Now they have Damien Harris. They still got Burkhead. They still got Michelle. I mean, he's obviously going to have a role pass catching. There's no Gronk there now. It's it's base, it, James White is going to have a role in the offense as a pass catcher. But will he be an RB1 this year? Barring injury, not at all, I don't think. We'll talk about Sonny Michelle in one second. Jason, I want to ask you about Damian Harris. Rookie from Alabama. A lot of people are saying that he could that he could kind of take the job from Sonny Michelle. Michelle, Sonny Michelle can, continues to be inconsistent. Um, scouts say he's a tough... Has a t- he's a tough back, but also he has good touch out of the backfield, which he showed in the combine. He didn't get a chance to show that at Alabama because, of course, Josh, Josh Jacobs was there. But he's more of the type of back that could do everything. Um, do you see any role for Damian Harris if, without an injury? Not without an injury. Yeah, no, I, I don't think. I'm, so let's talk about the guy in front of him who's inconsistent and has those injury problems. Uh, Sony Michelle could be great, could shit the bed, so it goes to the Belichick system. I'm going to kick this to Michael because he just wrote yep. an article for BrotoFantasy.com. Go check that out yep. about why Sony Michelle is so hard to trust. So, yeah, Michael, why don't you get into it? The a curious bit. case of the game script RB and where to draft him. A look at Sony Michelle. People are drafting Sony Michelle right now in the fourth round, early fourth round, really. And don't draft him there because he is a game script running back. He scores when the Patriots are leading. He does not do well when the Patriots are losing. Last season in 12 games, uh, seven of them. He was absolutely killing your fantasy team. So 7 of 12 games when the Patriots were not leading by double-digit points, he uh, he screwed you over. In those games, he had he's five times he had 98 or more rushing yards. Four times he had less than 50 rushing yards. All six of his touchdowns came in the games where he had 98 or more rushing yards. So every other game, because he didn't have any role in the passing game either, especially the games in the four games where he had none. less than 50 rushing yards, he absolutely shit the bed for your teams. So more than half the season, he was killing you. Yet, because he had the big games, which he is going to have the big games again, because just when the Patriots are leading, Sony Michelle is going to be that guy. When that happens, it's going to be great. But you got to target the games when Sony Michelle, when the Patriots have a big, are favorited big, and preferably at home. And then you got to use him there. But to me, he's more of a low-end RB2 flex play. That's not where he's being drafted, so I likely won't own any Sony Michelle for the foreseeable future until his ADP corrects itself. I think Sony Michelle, I got him in the eighth round last year in some drafts, seventh round. I loved him at that ADP. I, I hate him where he's at yeah, right now. Yeah, check out the article. Yeah. Um, let's go over the tight ends because one of the biggest gaping holes in fantasy this year is tight end and Gronk. Gronk usually is that number one tight end locked and loaded. He ha- is retiring. Um, rumors are floating around that he might return to the Patriots, so keep him on your right. watch list. Even when he played last year, he wasn't effective, though. Uh, they sign ancient Ben Watson. He's on a four-game suspension. Um, then they have a bunch of guys that are kind of all competing. Matt Lacoste, Stefan Anderson, Lance Kendricks, all names on the roster that have had some NFL success, but so did Dwayne Allen, and when... Gronk was out. Dwayne Allen was an absolute complete non-factor. So do you think the tight ends are going to be... Are they going to return to tight end form or are they going to be a non-factor? Yo, real quick though, Dwayne Allen, I met him in Boston. I went to a Julian Edelman pop-up shop because I just happened to be in Boston at the time. And Dwayne Allen was also there supporting Julian Edelman. Had like a five-minute conversation with him. Great guy. Super cool. Michael meets all these people. <laughs> oh, look, I'm Michael. I meet but people. I saw Josh Jacobs. <laughs> and I saw Matthew Berry. <laughs> Listen, I think that Matt Lacoste is someone I'll take a last round pick on. He was 
he's not the most athletic guy in the world, but he's a body that can catch the ball. And when That's he true. was the number one tight end in uh, in Denver, he was a he was doing some good there, and he actually had some fantasy relevant games. The name I'd keep an eye on though, I like Lacoste. There's been rumors out of camp that Steven Anderson is flashing a little bit. He flashed a bunch of times with the with, the, with Houston last year. Yeah, so if Steven Anderson ends up passing Lacoste, I'd keep an eye on those two. We'll talk about it more um, as we get closer to the season, most likely. Look, but I think one of those guys could definitely be relevant this for year. For me, at the tight end position, for the past three years or so, it's been Rob Gronkowski or no one. When Rob Gronkowski's hurt, you can't use a backup tight end because... They don't have a role in the passing game. Even last year, Rob Gronkowski, in more than half his games, he was basically useless. He was just there as like a decoy on the field. So if Rob Gronkowski wasn't effective last season when healthy, why would Matt Lacoste and Ben Watson really have a huge impact this season? I'm just I'm not, I'm not going to touch any New England tight ends. Personally. So now that we've gone through all those categories, we've got our final category here. The one injury away category. Who is one injury away from being the ultimate fantasy star or just fantasy relevant in general? Um, Jason, let's start with you. There's an obvious one here that I think you guys are going to take. Is, is it Nikhil Harry? Damian Harris? No, it's Damian Harris. Yeah, I think uh, Damian I'm not gonna, Harris is the hot. Is yeah, mine I'm is, mine gonna, is Nikhil Harry. I already went over I him a bunch. I didn't say Harris, so. bro. I said Damian Harris is the obvious I'm one. saying mine is Nikhil Harry. That's not the obvious one. Harris is I the thought it was. One. If Michelle gets injured, Harris, yeah, his third round pick this year, that means something. Yeah, right? he'll be the main running back. He yeah. run, he's from Alabama too. You he's know Belichick. Free. Belichick and Saban, they're close friends. They talk. He wouldn't have drafted him if if Saban didn't believe in him. At current ADPs, Harris is a better deal than Michelle. But and that's because they're getting Harris for free. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and I just don't like where Michelle's going. Right. Barring injury, Mo Harris or Dontrell Inman. Yo, Maurice Harris. Prefer Inman. I'm gonna. I like Maurice Harris. I'm gonna watch this battle during camp, and see which one wins out. Because we talked about how the slots always reliable, and if Edelman were to go down, he already has a cast on his left hand or some shit. Harris or Inman is gonna go into that slot role and be relevant. See, that's why I chose to kill Harry because not that he's gonna go into the slot if Edelman gets hurt. It's that the Patriots are gonna realize once Edelman's out, we don't have anyone. We need to get the ball to our best playmaker. Allah passed the ball to Nikhil Harry. You used the word Allah really <laughs> wrong right there. But with that being said, we give you the right fantasy advice. Even True. if we use the phrases wrong, uh, check us out at all times, Brodo Fantasy on Twitter. Also, BrotoFantasy.com. Well, I was pointing to you for your, your Twitter <laughs> Mike name. Mike underscore Patrop. Jason. Jason Patrop. And you can find me on all social media outlets at Tim Patrop, but only if you're feeling frisky. real, real frisky. Don't forget to support us on Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Yep. Uh, please check that out. Uh, also, uh, Instagram at Brodo Fantasy. Also, your eyes YouTube, just went crazy. Yeah, YouTube.com slash Brodo Fantasy. So many Brodo Fantasies. Basically, every single place you go slash Brodo Fantasy, you'll find us. Come find us, please. True. We're going to see you next time with a preview of the the, Bills. the Buff- Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills up in upstate New York. Buffalo Bob. Bullet Bill. Well, Mario. Bad jokes aside, we'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>